and and let's definitely let's cover cover the inner game before we jump into uh, uh, the the seller coach. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think that a manager needs to resist a lot of default setting factors that are coming into the conversation. I mean, I watched you do this example uh, coaching session, and you stuck to your uh, process. You stuck to being the person that asks questions that leads them to the revelation. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to kind of share with managers listening in, how can they develop that ability to resist shifting into coaching in their own image? Yeah, that, that chief problem solver role again. Yes. Uh, another, another distinction uh, is coaching versus closing. Yes. And I, I always do this fun exercise uh, with any client I'm working with. And it's one of the first exercises I do uh, because that's how people learn, right? They learn by doing. Exactly. And I said, here's how this is going to work. Everyone pair up with someone. And uh, one person plays the coach. One person plays the coachee. Coach, you can only facilitate that conversation using open-ended questions. You can't give the answer. You can't give your opinion. Yes. You can't agree or disagree. Okay. Yes. And of course, they're sitting there already, you know, beginning to sweat because they know how hard that's going to be. And they realize afterwards how hard it is. This is all that default mechanisms. And the one part I say is, okay, everyone, you need to ask open-ended, non-loaded questions. Questions, yeah. So then they go through the exercise uh, and the simulation and then we debrief and then I'll go through the questions. So how many of you did not give a solution. Yes. No hands go up. How many of you shared your opinion? Every hand goes up. How many of you asked a loaded question? And for those of you who don't know what a loaded question is, yes. it would sound something like this. Um, hey, Ash, don't you think it would be a good idea to follow up with the customer and share with them a compelling case as to why they should buy from us? Now, if I say that to a direct report, I mean, imagine their response. Oh, boss, I am so glad I thought about that. (laughs) Thanks for that coaching. You just hit them with a loaded leading question. So I always know when a manager is closing, and that's what it is. They're closing, not coaching. They're, They're looking to drive that person to where they want to be, which bleeds into that other area of being attached to the outcome, which we'll talk about in a second. So when a manager says to me, you know, Keith, I had a really hard time coming up with the questions that are going to drive the person to where I want them to be. Yes. That's the red flag right there. They're closing. They're not coaching because coaching is not about driving your agenda. Coaching is about the art of creating new possibilities. Phenomenal. I'm glad that you, you, you uh, give that detail. I think that's fantastic. Fantastic. Keith. Um, with, with that in mind, one of the people on watching us is asking, when you work with your own clients, are you working with them one-on-one or are there other formats that your firm provides? So there's really four quadrants of what we do. Uh, there's, we do our seller coach program, which we'll talk about in a minute, which is the evolution of selling. Yes. Uh, heard it from me first. Heard it on this broadcast first. Uh, then there's the leadership transformation coaching. Uh, then there is based on my last book, Own Your Day, which is about personal productivity um, and bringing more harmony and significance in your life, uh, uh, developing your personal navigation system, your vision, your mission statement, your personal. So you're clear with the direction you're going every day. 
And then there's the one-on-one coaching that we do, whether it's for business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, CEOs, frontline managers, sales managers, non-sales managers, salespeople. Uh, and that's something that we do on an individual basis with my team of great coaches. Fantastic. Thank you so much for covering that. And, and now we're, we'll jump into your, your, your uh, current point of view now with the seller, the seller coach concept. I'd love for people to hear that from you. And how do you compare it to Insight Sales as well? Mm-hmm. There are so many different sales methodologies and, and frameworks, as you know, Ash. Yes. And in my 30 years of coaching and developing leaders and salespeople, and you know, I have a lot of colleagues, they write books and God bless them, I'll read a lot of these books, you know, just because, you know, someone wanted feedback and not that there's not good content and not that there's some unique aspects in their book, but essentially it's the last 30, 50, a hundred years sales training really hasn't evolved at all. Yeah. It's just been repackaged over and over again. And I know that because when I speak to clients and I ask them, if you've ever done sales training, my next question is, well, what was your ROI from it? Yes. Uh, well, actually, you know, it's, it's kind of the flavor of the month. We don't know we, if everyone's really engaged in it. Well, there's a reason for that. Number yeah. one, they're working on traditional old school model of thinking and doing. Number two, managers are not coaching. Uh-huh. So, you know, training doesn't develop sales champions. Managers do through their coaching, consistent coaching. So over the years of looking at this and working with salespeople, it was natural for me to just, you know, coach. And of course, I wear a lot of different hats. I'm a coach. I'm an advisor. I'm an accountability partner. I'm a consigliere. I'm a cheerleader. I'm all those things wrapped into one. Subject matter expert, which is very rare to find that out there. And when I'm working with managers and I'm working with sellers, the sellers, what do they do? Look at the manager. The manager's doing the same thing their sellers are doing because the manager, chances are, was never trained how to be a leader or a coach. Yes. You know, it's the, it's the old adage of, oh, Keith, I'm sure you never heard this before, but we basically took our top performer and we made them a manager. Did he train them? Did he develop them? Oh, no, no, no. We just, we just put them in the management position. Yes. And then they wonder why the manager defaults to your point to what they know, which is how to sell and how to close and what they know. So they coach in their own image. You've seen it work. Yeah. So now with, with what I've seen over the years, I have, I have developed um, an evolutionary model based on my coaching framework for leaders and the program and uh, the, I would say imminent book that I'm going to write, but I don't want to be held accountable for that. I'd love to write it. Maybe it'll be an ebook yes. is called the seller coach. Yes. And this, this, listen, people, you're hearing this for the first time. If you heard it from someone else, they stole it from me because this is what I created. And you will see more and more the evolution of selling is to become a great coach for your clients, coach for yeah. your clients, for your prospects. Yeah. So if you, if you think about some of the things we covered, why is that so critical? Well, you take a salesperson, they get on the phone or they're face-to-face with a customer. What are they focused on? Yeah, they want to basically kind of lead them to the solution that they are trying to sell. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, versus the discovery process. Yes, and even if they do even maybe ask a couple of good questions, yes. 
they don't know what to do with that information. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll still just keep driving their agenda because that they're like this. Yeah. I, I need a sale. I need to get here. So yeah. what winds up happening is salespeople wind up making the sales process all about them. Yes. What I have to gain, what I have to lose if I don't close more business. Yes. When in actuality, if you think about it, in the most simplistic terms, in any sales relationship, you have the salesperson and the customer. Yes. Who's the sales process about? Right, exactly. Customer. The customer, right. Yeah. Who's the salesperson make it about? Me. Yes. And then they wonder why there's resistance and why they're not creating any new possibilities with their prospects and customers. And if you remember what I said before, coaching is the art of creating possibility, yes. but selling is also the art of creating possibility. You're not creating possibilities, and this is a good tie into what we talked, what you mentioned before about detaching from the outcome. Yes. You're not creating new possibilities if you're attached to the outcome. And I'll say that a couple of different ways. That's Hooked on your own agenda, driving your own agenda, yes. pushing what you want, your expectation. Yes, exactly. If you're a coach as a manager or a coach as a salesperson, people will resist. Yes. So, and, and this might sound strange, but when salespeople can actually detach from the outcome mm. and make it about the, the customer and the prospect, it's amazing what they can create from that place of collaboration and, and creating possibilities that either the customer or the salesperson didn't even see. But to tell a salesperson, hey, listen, man, when, when you go out and you're on the phone or you're making a call, just detach from the outcome. Make yeah. it about them. They'll look at me like, are you crazy? Yeah, yeah. I got numbers to hit. Numbers are a byproduct. Yes, yes. So just to get a little cerebral, three points of time, past, present, and future. Yes. If you're hooked on the agenda, you're in the future. Most leaders and salespeople are very result-driven. Correct. It's yeah. an occupational hazard. Everyone, right. literally every one of my clients. Yes. You develop a culture. If there's a target on your back, you're result-driven. feeling in his head, yeah. Absolutely. So what if you're result driven, you're always focused on what's next. The shift is you need to focus on what's now. Yes. Because, and here's an interesting saying, being present drives revenue. Very interesting. Yes. So if you're a future focused individual, you're focused on the outcome. Well, yes. wait a second. Selling is the art of creating possibility. What can't you be doing? Creation happens in the moment. That's right. Active listening happens in the moment. Developing value happens in the moment. Trust advisor. All those things happen in the moment, creating possibility, the art of creation and of possibilities all happens in the present. It doesn't happen in the future and it doesn't happen in the past. Absolutely. If you think about this from the inner game, yeah. it's very difficult to coach and deliver more value and create new possibilities, whether you're a salesperson or, or a leader. Yes. If you're focused on what's next because you're not listening, you're not asking the right questions and you're just pushing what you want. Exactly. Exactly. So I think what you're saying in a lot of ways, even if it's a seller or an account or, or, or a sales manager, there's a lot of sort of self-managing yourself in that moment to make sure you get the results and then you'll be happily surprised. Yeah. And, and the results are, are a byproduct of yeah. honoring the process. So it's really making a shift and I'm not saying stop, being result driven, but the pendulum of extremity is here. We need to shift it to it's back here. So shifting from being super result driven to becoming more process driven. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you're result driven, which is your thinking, think about the questions you're going to ask when you're coaching. 
Yes. What are you going to close this month? How many calls do you make? How many meetings do you have? Is your forecast and your pipeline accurate? Those are all result driven. Are they important? Absolutely. Yes. But they're missing out on coaching the process. You don't coach the result. You coach the process. The result is a byproduct. Exactly. So now if you, if you shift your thinking to coaching the process, notice what happens to how you communicate. You're going to ask process driven questions. Exactly. So how did you handle that situation? Walk me through the conversation you had with that customer. Yes. What did it sound like? You know, when they hit you with that objection, how did you respond? How can you respond in a different way the next time that would get you a better result? That's you know, right. what's the process you're going to take in order to achieve this goal? Yes. How can you handle it differently the next time? Those are all about process and yeah. the collaboration of co-creation, co-creating something new. Absolutely. We're, 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 we're getting close to closure, but I'd love for you, because somebody's asking here, um, I know in your book, Own Your Day, you're talking to sellers primarily, I believe. Sales leaders, salespeople, sales managers, yes. Perfect. So I'd love for you maybe just give us a few nuggets for that sales manager listening in. How can they own their day and achieve the maximum output from that day? I'll give you the short answer. Yeah. If you want a great life, schedule one. Yes. Own your day, own your life. At the where I, all roads go back to time and self-management. So uh, I'll never forget, uh, I was doing a panel discussion, um, um, it was for WCBS and going years ago, and I, I, I asked a, probably a thousand people in the audience, I asked them, I said, how many of you have heard the phrase, time is money? Every hand goes up. Yes. How many of you manage your time like your money? Not one hand went up. Not as many, yeah. Because not one. And when I said it, okay, you manage your money. You either, you know, put it in a bank, you sell, manage it yourself, you have a money manager, a stockbroker, financial planner, keep it under your pillow, whatever you do, you manage your money. Yes. Your routine is the bank that you protect your time. So all roads go back to a routine. Yes. So when I ask managers, do you have a routine that basically illustrates all the activities that you need to engage in that will move you forward to your goals while keeping your life in balance and harmony. Yes. I think I could count on maybe two hands over 30 years, how many managers and leaders have a highly effective routine. Yes. They don't. So it's, if you think of a wide funnel in order to create that routine, it starts with creating your personal vision. Yes. And then from there you uncover your values and your priorities. And then from there you can create, value-based goals. Yes. And then from there, as the funnel gets narrower, now you can create a strategy for those goals. Yes. And now the strategy bleeds into action. What are the, where does the action live? In your routine. Exactly. So it's very simple. You follow your routine, you hit your goals. Awesome. Awesome, Keith. I think it's just phenomenal. Um, you touched and, uh, on, on a lot of valuable things for managers, as well as for AMs who are listening in and trying to make sure that they even can manage up. And I'd love for them to go and download the Coach Up uh, ebook that you mentioned. Would love to then kind of recap everything with, with giving people information on how they can reach out to you and your organization. What would be the best thing for them to do? A uh, couple of things. They can go to coachquest.com and uh, at the bottom of the page, there's a contact us form. They can fill it out. It'll go, uh, it'll go to my uh, director of client engagement and then it'll get forwarded right to me and I'm happy to respond personally. Or they could just send a, a personal email uh, to info, I-N-F-O, at coachquest.com. 
Fantastic, Keith. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm, uh, it, it fascinates me that, as you said, your business is always evolving. You're really adapting based on your customer conversations and, and what, what you're seeing in the field itself. And, and the amount of firsthand experience you have with sales managers and leaders around the world. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Keith, for joining us. Pleasure is mine. I would just like to leave your audience with one final thought. How do you change a culture? How do you transform talent? One person at a time. Yeah. One conversation at a time. If your salespeople evolve into coaches, your leaders evolve into coaches, everyone's speaking the same language, peers are coaching each other, managers are coaching their directs, directs are coaching their managers, that's how you shift and create an incredible coaching culture. So awesome. thank you, Ash, for having me. And I wish everyone extreme success. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Keith. And I want to encourage everyone again to go to top1percentsellersacademy.com, all spelled out, and uh, check out all the resources that are there. This webinar will be posted in the membership area. And also check out the Top 1% Sellers podcast on iTunes, as well as also on the C-Suite radio. Thanks again, Keith. We'll talk soon. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.